It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The one and three commanders play host to the two and two Tennessee Titans this weekend, week five of the NFL season at FedEx Field. Tyler Rowland and I are here to break it all down on this crossover Thursday episode on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Commanders fans? What's up, Titans fans? Welcome to this Crossover Thursday episode of the Locked On Commanders and Locked On Titans podcast. Both shows part of the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available anywhere you download podcasts. And of course, on YouTube, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. I'm David Harrison, writer for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and one of the hosts of the Locked On Commanders podcast. My partner today is Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast and writer at Titans Wire on USA Today. Find us both on Twitter as well. I'm at dharrison82 and Tyler is at Tic Tac Titans. Crossover Thursday presented as always by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players, which is great for me because they always whoop my butt. But it's just me versus the projections. Could be just you versus the projections. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. And it's that easy. We love prize picks and we know you will too. First time users, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. Use the promo code locked on. David Harrison, Tyler Rowland coming at you on this one. And listen, before we even get started, Tyler, we were talking before we recorded Titans fans. You've got a legit hero hosting your show. Tyler shared his story with me, brother. I am blown away by the, by the work ethic, the ingenuity that you put on display in, in your story path. How we got, I wish we could do a whole episode on, to be honest with you. If you haven't shared your story with Titans fans, locked on Titans fans, you need to bug him to share that story. Cause it is amazing. Proud to be doing this episode with you, man. Let's kick it off with biggest stories outside of yours. And let's turn it to the Tennessee Titans. What's going on in, uh, in Nashville there with the Titans. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much. Definitely yeah. do appreciate it. Uh, everyone's got their story. I, I appreciate mine and, uh, yours was a, a pretty damn good one as well, and we're going to do our best to uh, give our best to the audience. And with that in mind, diving in, the biggest story in Tennessee is can this team play a complete game? Right now, the Titans have, if you look at some analytics, the Titans have the best, most efficient, most explosive offense in the NFL in the first half. In the second half, it's a totally different story. I call them the two-faced Titans. It, it, they're two different teams. The Titans have been outscored in the second half this year, 64-7. to 64-7. to seven. Now, their performances in the first half and some clutch play from the defense in second halves have allowed them to get to 2-2, two and two, but it has not been pretty. It has not been easy. And I think seeing whether or not this team will show up for a second half, knowing that they'll have to going yeah. forward. Maybe you can beat the Raiders. You can beat the Colts. By only playing one half of football, 
That's not a sustainable model. So will the Titans play a full football game sometime? I think that's the biggest story heading into this week five matchup. That is a huge topic of conversation. Yeah, I mean, you got to play four quarters, right? Any any NFL player, right. coach, media member, fan is going to tell you, you got to be able to play four <laughs> quarters if you want to survive yeah. in the National Football League, especially in the AFC this year. I mean, it's it's a oh, murderous God. row yep. uh, out there for you guys. Um, and honestly, that plays right into the commander's hands because the commanders have, I, I mean, they haven't been great really in any phase of, of the game or at any point in the game consistently, but I would say they're a better second half team than first half team. So I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe this is the week where they can get away with a slow start in the first half, come out of the locker room and try to get things going. Uh, they're late in the game. We'll have to see, but the biggest story in commander land right now, Tyler is actually the return of a player to practice who actually may not even play this weekend. So Titans fans are going to be like, well, you know, why do we want to hear about this? So I'm going to double down here. Biggest story going on for the commanders, the return of Brian Robinson, Jr. Alabama yeah. rookie running back. Uh, but it took one preseason game. And, and granted, Antonio Gibson kind of helped. And for those who don't know, Antonio Gibson led the league last year in fumbles from running backs, fumbles and fumbles lost. So coming into this season was already kind of on thin ice. Second drive of the preseason, Antonio Gibson puts the ball on the ground, gives it away to the Carolina Panthers. They score a touchdown. It's it's a repeat of what we saw in 2021. Brian Robinson immediately comes in. Very first touch of his NFL career ever, 11-yard gain. And you, it was just on from there very quickly became the number one running back. Antonio Gibson became the backup and the kick returner. One day after the commanders finished their preseason, Brian Robinson gets shot twice in the leg in a botched robbery uh, attempt in Washington, D.C., and he's been on the mend ever since. Back at practice Wednesday, Tyler, I'll tell you right now, the only reason I even bring it up is because he looks good. I mean, good. I would not be shocked if he comes back this week, but I would also understand if any NFL team would want to ease him into it. Maybe we look at next week or the week after. With that in mind, Carson Wentz is the second biggest story with the Washington Commanders. You talk about those slow starts, or we I talked about the slow starts, versus the right. Titans. If that's the case, if that's what happens with Tennessee again this week, that's going to play right into Carson Wentz's hands because he and that offense just have not been able to get things going uh, early on in games outside of maybe Jacksonville. And to be honest with you, Jacksonville made a lot of mistakes uh, in that game to help the Commanders as well. Uh, whether it's pass rush getting into Carson, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, or it's Carson holding on to the ball too long. Uh, if you've ever seen Carson once play football, you know what I'm talking about. Or just being inaccurate at times. It seems like the first ball he throws to any given receiver is always overthrown, and then he kind of brings it back down. The problem is if that first pass doesn't come until you've already been sacked twice and you're two drives in, that's that could be extremely detrimental to your offense. So while the defense has been able to do really good things the last couple of weeks that the scoreboard won't necessarily reflect, in losses to the Eagles and Cowboys, it's mainly because that offense has not been able to get going, and Carson Wentz has got to be the catalyst that are happening against the Titans. Well, you, Titans fans from playing against Wentz two times last year, they definitely have a good understanding of the double-edged sword that Wentz can be. He can make plays. He can get out of the pocket. He can use his mobility. He does have a live arm, all that. But, yeah, a little bit mind-numbing sometimes to watch him play, the decision-making, the accuracy. It's just yeah. so strange to see somebody with so much talent have such issues here and there but it makes sense that that would be the the biggest story and honestly if you had to ask me before the year I would tell you Carson Wentz's ups and downs were the biggest story for the Colts they were the biggest story for the Eagles now they're the biggest story for the commanders he's got all the talent in the world but I'm not surprised to hear that there are some inconsistencies that he's dealing with yeah he was actually asked uh, today about uh, or on Wednesday about facing the Titans twice twice last year mentioned it's the same defense same defense coordinator he's very familiar with it the problem is that doesn't always necessarily play 
into the hands of the Washington Commanders. It's it's not to not to have not to drop too many puns here, but basically, if Carson Wentz gets too tightened up against the Tennessee Titans, that's kind of the way I've been right. using. It. Is that practice? He looks loose. He looks fluid in the locker room. He's laughing, joking with the guys. He looks uh, like a man who's comfortable in his own skin. And then we get on the field for game day, Tyler. I don't know what it is, but the man is definitely tightened up. And again, I'm not trying to be uh, not trying to have too many puns in this episode, but it's just the way that it is. But the matchup that he talked about is actually my key matchup for this game. We're going to hear your key matchup for this game as well. And we're going to do that thanks to our friends over at Elias Game Plan. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game, you could get up to date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. They probably would have predicted what Mr. Judge has been doing out there uh, in the Bronx. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stat nerd like I am, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. Elias Game Plan is a sports app from those trusted name in sports stats. You've seen and heard the name before, whether it's ESPN, local radio broadcast, television broadcast, your favorite lockdown podcast. But now you can have all the stats, facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand that so many of us out here uh, rely on, all backed by their renowned research team. I love using numbers a lot in my takes, which I call my, which is why I call myself a sports nerd. And Elias is one of the key sources for me. And with their new chat function, you can talk to them directly, receive the information you need to back your big decisions on betting and fantasy leagues. Take this NFL season to the next level. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual. But you can get 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription just by using the promo code LOCKEDONNFL25. Find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store or the Play Store today and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL25 to get 25% off your first month when you choose that monthly subscription. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, guys, back now for the second segment of this crossover Thursday episode. Locked on Commanders, locked on Titans. Big matchup for both sides. One of these teams is going to be a little bit happier. One of these teams is going to be a little bit more upset, as will be their fan bases, of course, Tyler. But we got to talk key matchups, the key battles within the battle that are going to determine this game this weekend. Who do you have on the Titans side of things? Well, I think when you look at this game, and it's not just, you know, one of the matchups I'm watching, I truly do believe that this matchup that I'm going to go over will determine the game. Like, whoever wins this will win the game. And it's the commander's offensive line against the Titans' defensive line. 
The Commanders have allowed the most sacks in the NFL, as I'm sure your audience knows, with 17. The Titans have 10 sacks on the year, which is like 12th in the NFL. Um, The Titans' best asset on defense is their defensive line. Throughout last year, throughout the beginning of this year, the Titans get on people, and it allows them to create turnovers. And especially in those games against Carson Wentz last year, the Titans put pressure on Wentz. He got a little happy feet. He got a little worried, and he made some mistakes and gave some turnovers to the Titans, and it allowed them to win both those games. So I think in this game, Washington's offensive line obviously has struggled. The Titans' defensive line has some players on it. Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry on the interior rushing. Rashad Weaver is a second-year player who's more of a role player, but he's got four sacks. Already this year, he's he's a guy who gets to the quarterback. Bud Dupree got injured in Indianapolis. He didn't practice uh, as of Wednesday. I don't know if Bud Dupree will play. If Bud Dupree mm-hmm. does play and the Titans have Dupree, Autry, Simmons, and Weaver, I think it's going to be a long day for Carson Wentz. He's going to get in trouble. He's going to get in bad spots, and he's going to give the Titans the ball. But if Bud Dupree doesn't play, that takes the Titans' pass rush down just a little bit in quality. They'll probably have a Mario Edwards out there, Demarcus Walker, somebody like that, a rotational guy. But I still think with Simmons commanding double teams on the interior, Autry yeah. being able to win inside or outside, and then Weaver coming off the edge, if the Titans' defensive line can win against this porous offensive line, then the Titans should be able to force turnovers and win this game. But... If the commanders find a way to slow down the Titans' pass rush at all, it's going to give more than Wentz. It's going to give those pass catchers time to go against a banged-up Titans secondary. And if Wentz has time, his guys in the the field are going to win one-on-one. They're going to win matchups, and he's going to have open receivers downfield. So, to me, if the offensive line of the commanders can give Wentz enough time to hit those guys... The commanders have a great chance to win, but if the Titans dominate with the pass rush, they're going to win the game. Yeah, this feels, honestly, it feels like a game that kind of goes back to Jacksonville, right? And for any Titans fans out there who are still like super down on the Jags, it's not meant as an insult. It's the NFL, well, man. They, like, yeah, even the worst team has talent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Jacksonville is far from the worst team this year. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Colts Especially found on that the out. defensive line. Yep, absolutely. And and I think this matchup is key. Like you said, it's it's absolutely key. But this is kind of the perfect game for the Washington Commanders receiving core. When you look at Terry McLaurin and what he can do, when you look at Curtis Samuel and the dynamic ability he has, and then rookie Jahan Dotson, the problem is Jahan Dotson tweaked the hamstring against the Dallas Cowboys, and, right. and Coach Rivera has already gone on record saying he might miss a week or two, did not practice Wednesday. We didn't even see him out there, like on the side field riding a speed bike or anything. like So that's that's very concerning. Um, honestly, at this point, I'm not expecting Jahan Dotson to be on the field, which only plays into the Titans' hands. Now, Curtis Samuel also missed practice, but he was ill, uh, which is not good news in general. Hope you feel better, Curtis, but it's good news from an injury standpoint because it means he should, right, be okay uh, for Sunday. But, you know, that's going to be the key there. The Washington Commanders are on their third center right now. Like, that, they played, they just started their third different starting center against the Dallas Cowboys. So if they have to start another one, it's going to be their fourth. Sam Cosme, their right tackle, who surprisingly is one of their better graded offensive linemen, offensive players so far right. this season, had to have surgery on, on, on one of his fingers. So that's going to be problematic. Granted, they can wrap it in a club or something like that. At least he, he shouldn't get called for any holding penalties, right? But that's if he can go out there and play <laughs> at all because wound management uh, is going to be key. And it's not just about whether or not he can play. It's about keeping it clean 
so there's no infection and all that stuff. I mean, this offensive line is just in shambles. The other side, Charles Leno had a non-contact jersey on nursing an injury himself. So this is the wrong time to be facing a pass rush. And Justin Simmons and Ego Autry, those are the exact two names that came up to Carson Wentz today when he was asked about that Titans pass rush. And you yep. see the look on his face. It's it's almost like a yep, yep. I am I remember those guys. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be one one heck of a matchup for sure. And yep. and you know, this team needs a win uh in the worst way. So we'll see how that impacts it and whether or not Carson gets those happy feet again or does what he's honestly been doing mostly this season, which actually is getting uh he he gets too clutchy, he holds on to the ball too much, and sometimes it leads to late throws and intentional grounding penalties. So from my from my side, outside of that, because yeah, I mean there's a saying in football. If you're good in the trenches, it's hard to be a bad football team. But if you're bad in the trenches, it's hard to be a good football team. So 100%. If the Titans right. win the trenches against the Commanders, it's going to be very difficult for the Commanders to overcome that. On the defensive side of things, again, if you look at the scoreboards and just look at the stats, you probably think, well, the Commanders' defense has been just as bad as the offense. But it actually hasn't. It's actually been really, really good the last couple of weeks. The problem is the offense is on and off the field so quickly right. that they don't get any time to get a blow. They don't get to have any time. And, and any football fan for any amount of time knows eventually every defense is going to crack under those conditions. Well, honestly, that kind of leads me into uh, more of a question before yeah. I get into my matchup on that side of the ball. Um, what What is the commander's secondary looking like with, mm -hmm. you know, William Jackson the third, Kendall Fuller. Uh, I know Cameron Curl has been pretty solid throughout the year. I think Derek Forrest has been out there quite a bit. What's, yeah. their, what's their secondary looking like right now before I give my final matchup? Yeah, it's kind of a flip from the from the from the norm, right? Typically, you think the veterans are going to be your stabilizers, your young guys are going to be your your problem areas. But I'll tell you, second year quarterback Benjamin St. Juice, young safety, uh, not Derek Forrest, but Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, a second year player as well. They've actually been some of the better parts of this secondary. Bobby McCain is right. kind of that guy in the middle, like he's not really been bad or good. But Kendall right. Fuller has been getting picked on the last couple of weeks. Uh, William Jackson the third has been getting picked on a little bit. Teams are not afraid of these veterans. And meanwhile, the younger players are actually uh, making some plays and that's how some fans wanting to see the younger players in more prominent roles. But then guys like me sit back and say, well, you know, moving the young guys up doesn't necessarily mean they're still going to play as well. Now you right. might be compromising two different areas uh, versus just one area that you're already having problems with. But Kendall Fuller, honestly, Tyler, like we've seen him get out physical by a guy that he shouldn't be getting out physical against and Devonte Smith. And we've yeah. seen him get burned by a guy that he shouldn't get burned against in Noah Brown. Both of those I, things are huge concerns, and I'm wondering how much the Titans are planning on taking advantage of that. Well, I got to be honest with you. That's one of my huge areas of concern because I don't think the Titans can take advantage of it, and mm. that's what's concerning to me is if Bud Dupree doesn't play, can the Titans adequately take advantage of that poor offensive line? Uh, with the wide receiver group, Traylon Burks, the Titans' rookie wide receiver, the most explosive weapon that they have on offense outside of, of course, Derrick Henry, who somehow, this is his first mention, in the podcast, yeah. but uh, Traylon Burks is not going to play with turf toe. Uh, they haven't ruled him out of the game yet. They just said he didn't practice, but um, okay. based on my intel from Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc on Twitter, not mm -hmm. expecting Traylon Burks to play in this game. And that means you have Robert Woods, who's a 30-year-old wide receiver off of an ACL, who's been solid, but he's yeah. not an explosive guy by any means. Outside of that, you got... Cody Hollister, who it should barely be on a practice squad. I, I, it may be more likely that he should be selling cars right now Oof. than him being on an NFL roster. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akina, who's an undrafted free agent from 2020 from Indiana, who is a solid player, but he's yeah. more of like a fourth or fifth wide receiver right. on your depth chart. They have Kyle Phillips. Uh, think about every white slot wide receiver you've ever seen in your life. 
That's what Kyle Phillips is, but he's been banged up the last few yeah. weeks and wearing a non-contact jersey in practice. So uh, I just don't think that without Burks out there, the Titans have the explosiveness in the pass catcher department to take advantage of the ills of the secondary for the commanders. And that's why it leads me to believe this is going to be a much closer football game than maybe some people think it might. Yeah, absolutely. Commanders fans will be happy to hear about that. Yeah, you talk about King Henry. Trust me. Derrick Henry may not have gotten mentioned in the first 15 minutes of this episode, but he was mentioned the first 15 minutes of practice today. Derrick Henry sure. is definitely a guy the commanders are aware of. Washington currently has a 16th ranked run defense, which isn't terrible, but not great, right? Right in the middle. Right. Um, but Derrick Henry could change that in a heartbeat. I think Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis, the two linebackers, are going to play a huge role in whether or not Derrick Henry is pulling off 100-plus yards or yeah. grinding it out for 70 to 80 yards. So they're definitely gearing up to face off against King Henry. And as you all gear up for the fall, you're going to need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free, create a free job post and minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million talented people. Then, Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn all the time. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Final segment on this crossover Thursday episode previewing the weekend's matchup, the Washington Commanders hosting the Tennessee Titans. We've talked biggest storylines. We've talked matchups. Tyler, now we got to get to our predictions. And of course, Washington is at home. Traditionally, home teams are spotted about a field goal, right? Before you even get into the matchup, which of course means that the Titans are favored by two and a half points, which I take to me, the Titans are actually favored by five and a half points. So basically a touchdown, maybe not an extra point, but a touchdown. Uh, but what do you have? You mentioned that you think this game is going to be tighter than maybe some people think. Where do you have this one landing? Really what got me was I, I, I just saw a, a prediction list and everyone is picking the Titans. I just don't think that it's that dangerous. makes sense. I don't think, uh, again, styles make fights is the classic phrase. And I think with Bud Dupree being out, and it's not that I think Bud Dupree is so awesome. I am mm -hmm. pretty much anti-Bud Dupree, to be honest with you. He's a waste of $20 million cap hit. He was mm -hmm. the fourth best rusher in Pittsburgh, and the Titans paid him like he was the best. He was the fourth best rusher for the Titans last year when he barely got out on the field. He's barely been out on the field this year. Again, just a disaster signing for the Titans. But the reality is, he is an NFL average level start. Mm -hmm. That's not worth $20 million or $18 million, 
but it's still valuable out on a football field. Right. So the comparison is if they don't have Bud Dupree out there, now you're talking about Demarcus Walker. Now you're talking about Mario Edwards, guys who are mm-hmm. low end of the roster, practice squad, you know, right in that range of guys. So although I'm not high on Bud Dupree, just having a quality average NFL starting edge rusher out there with Rashad Weaver, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, that is the decide, you know, that's a big factor, can be a deciding factor for whether the rush can be impactful or not. With Bud Dupree not practicing, my expectation is that he doesn't play. That means that the Titans can't truly take advantage of the offensive line for the commanders like they would want to. On the other side, if they don't do that, then the wide receivers for the commanders have a decided advantage against the secondary, the banged-up secondary of the Tennessee Titans, which starting safety Imani Hooker, dealing with a concussion, he was limited at practice, will he play? Who knows? Um, the Titans have been using a bunch of different guys at linebacker, which makes them susceptible over the middle of the field. The Colts' tight ends killed the Titans last week, and Logan Thomas is a very solid player. Um, so I think where the Titans could take advantage of the weaknesses of the Commanders, they may not, and like the secondary, the Titans don't have a good wide receiver group. So the secondary is a weakness. The offensive line is a weakness. I don't know if the Titans can take advantage of either of those properly. And with the Titans being a good first-half team and the Commanders being a good second-half team, to me, that's the coaching step. Titans are good at game-planning early for what they saw on tape. The Commanders are good at adjusting to what they see in the game. It's the opposite for either coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. So I think there's a chance, a great chance, that the Titans do get up early, but then Washington has enough to come back at the end, I'm going 24 to 23 Titans. Okay. But I think this game's going to be incredibly close, and I would not be shocked at all if the Commanders won by like 10. Like I think this is Ooh. either a cl- this is either a close Tennessee Titans win or yeah. a Commanders double digit win because the Titans can't do the things that beat the Commanders, and the Commanders things that they do well can beat the Titans. So I think it's either a close Titans win or a commander's double-digit win. You're basically saying the same thing I said about this commander's team when they were going up against the Eagles. It turned out to be a double-digit Eagles win. Well, the Eagles are a lot better than the Titans, and not only are they a lot better as a team, they stole the Titans MVP away from them in a terrible trade. So Mm, uh, I I wouldn't – I agree with your philosophy, but luckily for commander's fans – the Titans are not the Eagles. <laughs> Absolutely. So I I will say this though. I just want to be, be clear. I mean, I didn't say the Commanders are a good second half team. I just they're better than <laughs> better. as bad as they have been in the first right. half. Right. right. And, and and even that could be subjective depending on the week that you're talking about. So yeah, the Commanders have a lot of problems. But it does sound like what you're saying. Like the Titans just they. It sounds like basically everywhere that you would want to exploit the Commanders' weaknesses, the Titans may not actually be able to take advantage of that. And of course, if that happens, it does obviously play right into the commander's hands. Plus, the fact that they're at home. Not sure how well Titans fans travel. I know Eagles fans filled up pretty much half the stadium uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that's we'll not going to be the case. Titans fans travel okay, like in the primetime game against Los Angeles last year. Yeah. Ton of Titans fans, but. Uh, I think with the Washington fan base, there's it, it should be a Washington crowd for sure. All right, we'll see, and we'll see how much of a crowd the, the fan base quickly losing 
their patience. But I like everything you're saying, Tyler. And I got to say, like, I've been, kind of been saying that one of the most frustrating things about this Washington Commanders team being one and three after the first quarter of the season is the fact that they have the talent and they have the right. ability. They have the players, right. even going with their third starting center and even with some of the offensive line issues you have, you can see that there is the potential and the ability to take some of these losses and turn them into wins. And the problem is we said the same thing in 2021. So this is, again, we're just kind of on repeat right now, right. waiting for a new song to start playing. Um, when these games get really tight like this, I try to give the Washington coaches a benefit of the doubt just because I see the work they're putting in. I see the work the players are putting in, and you want to believe in what you see with your own two eyes. So the Titans, two and a half point favorites. I also have the Titans scoring 24 points, but I have the Commanders scoring 27 points. So I have mm -hmm. a three-point win for the Washington Commanders. Either way, if you agree with me and you agree with most of what Tyler is saying, you want to take the Commanders against the spread because they're probably going to cover. Uh, yeah. But or at the same time, um, both both fan bases, I think, would say, but this is a game that this team is is going to lose because of whatever weird way they come up to uh, to do it with. But Tyler, recapping today's crossover episode, the biggest story coming out of Washington, Brian Robinson Jr. returning to practice, may not return to the game field. So again, outside of that, Carson Wentz and how he rebounds from yet another poor performance here in this season. The key matchup for me for the defense is stopping King Henry, but also taking out there and exploiting some of the weaknesses the Tennessee Titans have by using their quick receiving game. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously the biggest story for the Titans is the two-faced Titans. They're the best team in the NFL in the first half, the worst team in the NFL in the second half. Will they ever play a complete game? Because if they do, the Titans could be just as good as they were last year at times if they can play a complete game. But who knows if they will do that matchup-wise. It's all about that Titans pass rush and defensive line against the banged-up offensive line of the Commanders. If the Titans can dominate that matchup, they yeah. will win the game. But if they don't dominate that matchup, it'll allow Washington to dominate the other matchup that I'm concerned about, which is the Commanders' wide receiver group and pass-catching group, including Logan Thomas, against the Titans' banged-up linebackers and secondary. Uh, that's, a, that's an area that Washington could definitely take advantage of the Titans, but they're going to need time to give to Carson Wentz so that he can mm -hmm. do so. So those matchups are kind of tied together, but they're definitely the two ones that I'll be watching for on Sunday. I have the Titans winning the game 24-23. to 23. Your prediction again, David? I've got the Commanders 27-24, to 24, and that's going to put a bow on this week's crossover episode. We thank you guys again for making us first listener, first view, if you're watching on YouTube every single day. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has, especially if you're like me and you just lost Javante Williams for the entire season. You need some help. Get ready for your fantasy week with Locked On Fantasy Football. Come back tomorrow. Chris Russell and I are going to wrap up the week on Locked On Commanders. Tyler, you're going to wrap up the week on Locked On Titans. And we'll give you our final thoughts on this weekend's preview. Until then, if you're out about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Enjoy the game. Commanders fans and Titans fans, thank you for joining us on this crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.